Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Lisa Rubin. Katie Harms. You know, sometimes we sit down in these chairs and we never know what direction we're going to go, right? No, I never know what direction you're going to go. Well, and I never know what direction I'm going to go either, and that's part of the magic. <laughs> You're Listen, right. It's it's the magic. We're going to start calling that magic, not flexibility. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I applaud you for your, your, your ever-changing and openness to flexibility. Oh, my goodness. If my children could only hear that. And my husband, well, I guess. Well, they will if they listen to the podcast, right? Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, so I I have a confession to make. Which one? I can't. <laughs> I can't find pants, Katie. I'm I'm frustrated because I can't find a cup. I just need I need a decent pair of black pants and a decent pair of like camel color or khaki color pants that I feel like I can use. When I want to be a little more dressed up than jeans. Okay, so Katie, you're sitting across from someone that does this for a living. I know. And my frustration is also like a, a, a confession that I know, I, I know, you know, I just think I'm all that in a bag of chips and I should be able to figure this out on my own. So I'm coming to you with my hat in my hand. Help me find pants. <laughs> I, I, I know just the pants. Okay. Seriously, and just like that, you know, just the just pants. Just the pants, just like that. I'll have them sent to you. And they'll fit you perfect. Okay. And that, <laughs> really, I thought we'd have to, well, I, I thought mean, we'd I, have to wrangle more about this. No, no, me. because so, the, here's the whole thing is that, and the frustrating thing for most people is that I know how everything fits. I've been doing this a long time. I know all the designers. I know what bodies they fit. And even though you might like something from a particular designer or vendor, that doesn't mean it's going to look good on you. But there's always options of other ones that you might never know about that are going to fit you. You're tall. Yes. So that there's some vendors that will never fit you. For example, Lafayette is a brand that would fit you very well because they always cut a very, like I don't know, from a 34 to 37-inch inseam. That's okay? incredible. In a, in a pair of pants. Well, I totally can't buy Lafayette sense. myself. Okay. But okay. that also makes sense because, gee, isn't it easier to tailor something down than it is to... You can't do it the other way. You can't do it the other way. It's now, there are some vendors now that are getting a little smarter and they're doing a very, um, like a two to three inch seam on the pant. I yes. mean, not seam. Yeah. A hem on hem. the pant. Yes. And then you could bring that down. Yeah, but, but just keep like... in mind that you can't bring that down after you've worn it and dry cleaned it. So anybody that right. wants to lengthen a pair of pants, you have to do it before you wear them. Otherwise, Ooh. you're going to see the line. That's a great tip. I had no idea. You know, as I'm sitting here thinking about you and how you literally can size people up. Yeah, but in a good way, Katie. In a good way. In no, a no, good no, way, I know that. No, no, I was gonna, and, and I was going to say that. Like, But you can say, oh, yeah, you'd be great in this or you'd be great in that, really. You know, to the benefit of the, the client that you're working with, is, which is why, you know me, one of my favorite words is efficiency. So you, with your time and your client, you're very efficient in how you work because partially you can, you can size that person up and see what they are. It's like me. I can go into a space, I can look at a blueprint, and I can size that space up for what's going to work and what isn't going to work very quickly. And I think that's a talent. That's one of our, our gems of talent that we bring. And again, kind of the cross, cross beauty of what we do, that there's so many common things in there. And it, it really gets down to the efficiency of space, the efficiency of your time, I was talking to a group of women who are doing a podcast for women in construction, and they wanted to hear my story. So that was a little different. I was on the other end of the podcast where I was the guest, and that'll be coming out. And we were talking about what we as women 
need to do. And saying no to things was really important. It got back into that efficiency, right? And then we talked about what their takeaways were. And one of the takeaways I wanted them to have was if you are able to say no and really pick and choose and be comfortable in that space, then you have more time to give, maybe donate, philanthropic things. So efficiency, I think really it boils down to the efficiency of how we live our lives. And what we're here to do is to help give efficiencies and give hints and tips again and strategies that will give you more of your life for whatever fuels your passion. And for the clothing piece of it, when you walk out into the world, because when you're home, well, I shouldn't say that. When you're on your Zoom calls, you still feel like you're out in the world. You can feel good. Exactly. I, I say that all the time. I think I've said that on every single podcast. That's why we came up with the view in your mirror. If a woman feels great about how she looks, everything else, even if it's a bad day, she can deal with it. Your whole reaction to how you deal with it is going to be different. It and that might includes be a, your hair, be, Katie. Yes. Tip, that includes your toe. hair. Tip yes. to toe. And your underwear, of course, starting with the bra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we're not going to go back there. Go listen to that issue it, or that episode. It is still one of the... Somebody... I'm trying to think of who I was talking to. They said, I'm going to start your podcast which one should I start with? And I said, the bra podcast. So listen, we have Heather Brown from WCCO join us. I think Heather is just such a bright light. And one of the things that she also does on top of being the morning anchor with Jason DeRussia is good question. And I think that's one of the most inventive things that's gone on for a long time and that she has had the pleasure of, of working on for quite some time. So with that, we're going to welcome Heather Brown. Heather Brown, welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We're so excited to have you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me today. I feel very honored. I mean, you've had a long list of very esteemed guests. We have, and you know, we feel very fortunate that and people have been so kind to say yes to our mm -hmm. little podcast that grew out of the <laughs> pandemic. And I think this market is just such a special market. People come, they stay, they bring their families, mm -hmm. they become immersed in the community. If you are or aren't from Minnesota, it doesn't matter. You're sort of enveloped, right? For sure. I mean, that's what happened to me. So I moved here, oh gosh, back in 2006 for work. Didn't know a soul, had never been to Minnesota. And came Where did here. you come from? I was in South Carolina. So uh -huh. when I was a reporter in South Carolina, I grew up originally in Philadelphia and had lived up on the East Coast. Went down to South Carolina for my first on-camera job. And I remember getting a call this 612 area code. And I thought, what is 612? And the person on the other end was a man named Jeff Kiernan, who was the news director at WCCO at the time. And he said, hey, we'd like to fly you up. And there you go. The rest is history. So I always say, you know, I married into Minnesota. So I was here for several years, left. But then my husband reeled me on back, St. Paul guy, and reeled me on back. And now we have Minnesota kids. So East side. Is he an East Sider? He is actually over in Mac Groveland. So they're That's right near, yep. So right near McAllister College. Yes. And his mom just moved out of her house after 50 years. I mean, just this week. So it's emotional for all of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's moved into a little apartment now. So that had to be fun, though. To go through all the memories. To go through all the memories yeah. of that house. And I know those houses just in and of themselves. Were they the first people in that house? Or were so they, what's were so the interesting about them is that she grew up up two blocks down the street so her family home was down the street she bought that house from her grandmother oh, so she wow. had lived for her entire life up until last week on this one block wow right and it's right and it's in such a cool area it's right across the street from McAllister College, as I mentioned, but all these like cool little restaurants um, that are Chips Clubhouse that is showing up over there. It's such a it's such a great spot. So, the family that moved into there next, they have young kids and they're just gonna love it. Oh, that's so mm -hmm. neat! And you are in the southern part of the cities. Yep. And you also have young kids that you're. I do. I have five, seven, and twelve. Yes, and they are awesome and just great. starting to get busy like really they've been busy. busy and they're really really starting to get busy and, and you know everyone tells me like you know it's just different when they're little and then they get bigger and it's 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 same busy it's just different kinds of busy right right and so right I feel like I'm in the middle of like it's still physically busy <laughs> with a five-year-old and it's like with a 12-year-old it's more like emotionally 
Oh, sure, sure. So your mornings start very early. They do. So I, just in January, I started on the morning show. I started uh, doing the morning show from 5 to 7 a.m. with Jason DeRussia. And we also, we had been doing the mid-morning show from 9 to 10 for several years now. But then I joined on with him for the early mornings. And I still do one good question. So good questions, a segment we've been doing at CCO forever. And I've been working on that for years. And so I kept one of those per week. So yeah, I'm all kind of like... Basically, whenever you turn on WCCO, you can see something (laughs) that you're doing. You've got your hand in it, which is fabulous. So getting up, I mean, you're up and out the door at what time? So I'm up at three. So do you do hair and makeup at home? No, I do hair and makeup. No, I I do my own and I do it once I get to work. I do it right before I go on, just so that everything's sort of done right before I get on TV. So we have a green room and I just, I've been to, you know, I've done a whole bunch of tutorials and different makeup deals where people will show you what to do and sort of learned how to do it and and figured it all out. Well, you look fantastic. Thank and then you. do you leave your clothes in your dressing room kind of for the week so, and then you change when you get there? So no, I get dressed at home. And so depending on the day, I'll get dressed at home. And then depending on what I'm doing that day, if I'm shooting a good question, if I'm doing a promotion, if I'm having a, a lunch, if I'm, I'll bring changes of clothes. So I usually am changing clothes two or three times a day, wow, just going from lot. whatever you're trying to do. And that, you know, also I used to be a super early morning runner and w- <laughs> you can't get up at two and maybe some people probably can. Jamie Yukis, who's a friend of mine now at CBS News, she used to do that. She used to get up at two and run early. I can't do that. So I will then run in the afternoon. So then there's that sort of next level changing yeah, of clothes. M- to me, the perspective of two is late right? Right, right. Exactly. Like three and four is completely ridiculous. Like I feel like five is much more reasonable. Three, four bad. Two is just like no one should be doing that. So well, interestingly enough, and we were talking about this with Elizabeth Reese mm-hmm. when she was a guest on my show. Oh, she's, she's <laughs> I don't know amazing, how she does it all. I mean, I don't either, but we were talking about who determines the division of work and that mm-hmm. still seems to fall to the woman yep. to say, hey, she is correct. I'm going to do this, right? So how does that work in your home? Your husband is up with the kids in the morning then? Because you're, I mean, I'm assuming they're not up at three o'clock yes, to say bye, no, mom. No, and thank goodness they're not. Um, sometimes I will bop in there and say good, good night. But um, no, he's up in the morning. And that was a big change for him because I had been doing that for a while. And I think that took him a while to realize, okay, this is, this is now on you. And now, of course, like I will, he's wonderful and he is great, but I will set out all the clothes the night before, wow. all the lunches are done the night before for kiddos you need to pack your backpacks the night before so I try and make it like as easy as it as it can be for them to get out the door and then he gets them up he gets them going they've got some kind of routine I don't ask a lot of questions because it works for them and they are out the door but now when COVID hit and everyone was home yeah you are still getting up and probably having to do it from your house. I didn't do it from my house so I went in uh there were a few of us that went in so a very small handful. So Jason was one, I was one, Frank and Amelia, because they were married, they're a nighttime crew, they came in. But it really, that was about it. So um, you still point. were able to leave. So what happened during COVID... So you kept your sanity, is what she's saying. <laughs> well, well that was if, my I had, if I had any sanity to begin with. Um, but what happened was when the kids came home from school that, that weekend... Everyone talks about that weekend, but I still yes. remember. Yeah. I so flew home March quickly. 13. I was working in Chicago, and I flew home quickly. And I thought, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? I either, I have to quit my job, or I need to take a leave of absence, because my husband was working from home, and he couldn't manage all three kids at home like that. So I am fortunate enough, and we are fortunate enough, and it's a big reason why we love being in Minneapolis my husband's sister helped us out I mean she we wouldn't get by without her she has two little ones at the time she had one um, but she would come over each day and she was the nanny she was the teacher she was the cook she was everything until I was able to then get home and sort of take over and then my husband would take over and we all just kind of made it work but without her I, I don't think I would have been able to do my job yeah, um, take, I mean, it truly takes a village when people say that. Like, I am, I am so grateful for her, and still am now, because uh, she still helps us out. 
And another reason why that Minnesota connection to yeah. things is is so incredible. For you, sure, you hear from people who have who have transplanted mm-hmm. saying I, the the family connection and the willingness to to do that is just really really special. Yeah, the willingness to help. Yeah, yes, it really yes. is. Now, just from what you're saying, it sounds like you're an extremely organized person. If you're setting your kids' stuff out at night and you're Oof. you're figuring all of that out, how do you organize yourself? Give me give me an idea of your mm. day. Hmm. I try to be organized. I live in a disorganized house. I have not been a very good at passing on any sort of organizational skills. Most but women we aren't. Try. Yeah, we try. So I try and keep, you know, this spot is for this and this spot is for this. It's the only, it's really ends up being kind of a time saver if you can have things like that. But, you know, a day, a day in a life is, for me, is I'm up at three getting, you know, doing his showering and getting ready to go as quietly as I can to get out the door, getting ready for the show, getting my makeup on, doing the show, and basically doing the show fully till 10 because we go all the way through. Doing all kinds of things afterwards, whether it's good question, whether it's things like this, the podcast, sometimes it's meeting with people, sometimes it's lunches, sometimes it's promotions, all those kinds of things until you get home. Sometimes I like to take a nap. Sometimes that doesn't happen. And then you're that you're picking up the kids from there and then you're just going throughout the night. Okay, who's eating dinner? Who's going to hockey? Who's going to swimming? Who's who's got homework? Who's got this? Who's got that? And before you know it, it's like nine o'clock at night and I'm thinking, man, I should have gone to bed two hours ago. Do you try I was gonna ask, what time do you try to get? I to try bed? to be in bed by nine. And so uh, usually it's about 9.30. Um, so I try to take naps when I can, but that is not always successful. Well, I think over time too, that... Over time, and people said to me, you know, you are going to have a tough time. And I said, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But I I can tell it has an, it has an impact on your body. So really on does. the weekends, how do you manage that? If your body's used to waking up at three in the morning, do you still wake up on a Saturday or Sunday at three? I do, but I can go back to bed. Luckily, but I, I definitely wake up. My body's used to waking up, but I'm able to get back to sleep, luckily. So if so. you're given an hour of you time, mm-hmm. just what would you do with it? I would read. I would read a book. I would sit in a comfy chair by a big window with lots of light, and I would read a book. And how often does that happen? So the past three books that I've gotten from the library, I have not been able to finish <laughs> time before they're due so that gives you an idea of how often that happens they're always due before I even get part way through those so part of the problem I have because I love reading and I love reading a real book Mm -hmm. instead of downloading one is that I am not a person that sits down and does that yeah I'm I'm busy all day always but when I do do it you can't I'm put it down. No, I'm sleeping. You fall asleep. Like, I don't yeah. even know. Oh, so you can't do it. So I learned this, Like, too. I fall asleep. I can't asleep. do it in my bed. I can't do it in my bed. It I doesn't can't matter do it at where night. I am. I will fall asleep in the chair. That is correct. But that then I find happen. myself, I've fallen asleep. I don't know what page I'm on. So yeah. then I have to start all over again. <laughs> and it takes me months to finish yeah. a book. You need a good book. You yeah. need a good book. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have a good book I'm reading right now. What are you reading? White Ivy. No, White Ivy. Ivy, something Ivy. <laughs> and it's good? Because I'm it, always looking for books. Lisa's no, book I'm looking for book recommendations. Here on the Mirror podcast. Right. <laughs> um, so I haven't picked it up in a while because I've been so tired at night that mm-hmm. I fall asleep like in five minutes. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't wake up by two or three in for the morning sure. and figure out how I'm going to fall back to sleep. But I think it's called White Ivy. Okay. I'll All look right, it up. We'll have to look that up. Go uh, on my very long list it of was books on, that I'll never It's read. on everyone's <laughs> book list. Okay. It's on Jenna Hager, Oprah. It's been around for a while. Okay. It's already in paperback. And it is very good. Mm-hmm. But I've had to go back like five or six times. And reread them. And reread it. So I'm really <laughs> familiar with the beginning of the book. Now. If I read at night, I am the same way. I will be asleep. If I can mm-hmm. find that time in the day to read, my biggest problem is I get into a book and I want to finish yeah. it. Well, so me like too, but I still fall asleep. Oh my gosh. Well, finding the time to do everything else is, is really something else. 
Speaking of saving some time, we're going to take a quick break. But before we hit the commercial for Rustica Bakery, we want to thank Rustica for their sponsorship of our podcast for the last year. We are really fortunate to have them on board. And we are coming up to Thanksgiving. And last year for Thanksgiving, I actually ordered all of my breads and pastries from Rustica Bakery. And it was well-loved by everyone. Absolutely a treat. So give yourself a treat. Go to rusticabakery.com. Make sure you put in an order for your holiday treats and you will not be disappointed. Stay tuned. On the View in Your Mirror podcast, we love sharing our personal favorites. Rustica Bakery is high on that list and we know you're going to agree. Rustica has two locations. They're original at 3224 West Lake Street in Minneapolis across from Calhoun Commons and Whole Food Market and Southdale Center next to Lifetime, where you'll enter without even going into the mall. Both have ample parking, either online or in-store. Bread, breakfast, dessert, treats, a menu sure to allow you to find a personal favorite in no time. Online ordering is a breeze and curbside pickup is an option. Available in-store only are savory menu items. Think grab and go for lunch or enjoy them there. Brunch items are offered Friday through Sunday. My personal favorite is the Take and Bake Cookies, available online or in-store. Truly a capstone for any get-together and in just 15 minutes from package to plate, a memory to make. We highly suggest you always have these in your freezer. RusticaBakery.com. Find the food and drink you adore or try something new. Rustica Bakery puts the love shown by their customers back into every item baked. At Rustica, you're among favorites. And we are back, and Lisa did check the name of that book. She is correct. She will not tell us what it's about because she doesn't want to ruin it. Right. However, it's a mystery. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good tease. Nobody told me what it was about, and I'm glad they didn't. Okay. Well, that, that Read the cover. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you have it. Back to you, Heather. What advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about going into media now? Mm-hmm. It's a whole different world. From when you started. It's a very different world from when I started. When I started, there was no social media. Right. When I started, you could be simply a reporter and report. Now, most people who are getting into this job are required to shoot their own video, to edit their own video. I always said early on, take English classes. Be a good writer. Be curious. Read the paper. Watch the news. Talk to people around you. And I would still say all of those things, but now I would say learn how to edit, learn how to shoot, and do it not only for television, but understand that you're going to be doing this online in all different mediums, whether it be TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook. And kids these days are doing that. And so this is nothing new to them. They know that. But this is how sort of the future of what this all looks like when you're talking about broadcast journalism. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And staying in the game, the longevity, because that's the other thing I think we have in this market. How do you position yourself to stay put for a while? I love what I do. And that's really what it comes down to. I've always been a curious person. I always love asking questions. And so that, I think, is a really big part of not only anchoring, but reporting and for reporting for the good question. So I always think, well, what else would I do? And I think, I don't know. I don't even know what else I would do because this is what I I want to do and I've wanted to do for a while. So I think that's part of it. And I've been lucky enough in a business that can sometimes kick older people to the curb. I have been lucky enough to continue to be able to stay. It's a tough business. Yeah. It's a hard charging business. It's It can be relentless. And I I 100% understand when people say, look, this isn't something that I want to do anymore. It's just, it's too much. And there are many days where for me, it's, it's too much, but then you have to kind of take a step back and figure, okay, let's readjust. Okay. What is too much right now? How do I change that? How do I get back on track. I always tell people, I feel like I'm on constantly on this balance beam. And if something knocks me off, I got to figure out, okay, how do we get back on the balance beam to sort of keep going? Cause it sometimes feels like little wins will just sort of knock you off, but that's where the village comes in. That's right. where the help comes in, whether it be from my sister-in-law, you know, having a supportive partner 
having an awesome husband makes all the difference in the world. I know there's a lot of people that are trying to do this on their own and I applaud them because, and respect them so much because it's, it's not easy unless you have this sort of group of people around you and the support network. Yeah. And I also, from just from talking to you this little bit, I feel like you are intrinsically motivated. I think that makes a difference. You have mm-hmm. to be a little bit of a tough skin maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you do, I, you, you know, you now, as I mentioned, you know, social is, this is the, the job has changed and social media has changed. So you do have to have that tough skin, first of all, in the way that social media functions now and then the way that our world functions now. So there's that too, but I've always been a sort of intrinsically motivated person. So a lot of the times, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm competing against other people. I sometimes feel like I'm competing against myself. Yeah. Um, and that sort of just keeps driving you and, and pushing you along. I think that's a key. Yeah. I think that's a very good, if you're talking to somebody who's yeah. coming into it, having that intrinsic mm-hmm. and internal drive, because you're not, it's not all about, oh, you're the best. You're the greatest. You're the, you're not going to get those accolades. No. You're just going to do your job. Sure. And you know, a good day is if they're not coming after you yeah. really. And that's the thing is that you're not going to be the best and you're not going to be, you're not always going to be the best reporter or the smartest in the room or the one who asks the best questions. But if you can just keep plugging along and doing what you do well, um, then you can, you can do it. Yeah. And I think the past couple of years, Someone in your position, it's been very hard to report the news at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, take it's COVID heavy. as an example. It's very heavy. It's like there's not a lot of good news some mm-hmm. days, you know, right. to report. And that can be hard. I and that think. can weigh on you. And I remember at the beginning of COVID, <laughs> I remember this well. Uh, it was the beginning of COVID. It was probably two or three weeks in. And I remember seeing online, I, you know, we're, we're working all the way through, so I don't watch other places during this time, but I remember seeing a clip online later of, of Hoda Kotb breaking down during the Today Show. She was interviewing Drew Brees about something, some sort of charity, something that I think he was doing down in Louisiana, which is her home state. And she just started to cry. And I remember thinking, that's how I feel right now. I think that's how a lot of people feel right now. You feel overwhelmed with what's going on in the world, what's going on with you personally, what's going on in in the news, in the country. And, uh, you know, luckily we've sort of moved on, but there are certainly times where you just feel sort of the weight, weight of everything. Um, and I know so many people feel that way now. And then having to be that kind of calming... At some yeah, point, it's gonna, right. it's gotta crack. Like yeah. Hoda, to to be your real you. Yes, yes, and it's and sometimes it does crack. And luckily for me, it doesn't crack <laughs> at work too often. <laughs> um, but it, it'll crack at home for sure. You know, where I just have my moments of like, whoa, how are we doing this? What are we doing? Um, but like I said, this is where you kind of stop, take a break. My my mom and dad are a huge. Um, I have a great support for me. I have one of my closest friends is I'm lucky enough to have her right here in Minneapolis has been a big support. So you just sort of rely on those people. And, um, I think therapy is also a great thing for everybody to do no matter where you are in life. Um, so all of those things combined sort of keep you on track. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I could not agree more. Very and good I, advice. I just absolutely appreciate you for saying that yeah. because I, I look at it this way. My husband's a doctor. Mm-hmm. He has to do continuing education. Yeah. Every most fields, people go into continuing education or go to seminars or do work, you know, individually or a lot of studying. We tend to not do that for ourselves. Right. And again, just like it's great to have somebody who really knows wardrobe and can help you on that, you know, not to minimize it, but I think somebody that you can truly talk to who is the only person you can say some of the things you can say to them. Mm-hmm is so important yes and help you help you understand how you're looking at things because you may have a very you know you may be set in your ways that this is how it's going to be and this is how it is and they may have you look at it differently and say oh well, maybe that's not how it is yeah and you have to get there yourself right yeah that is exceptional advice mm-hmm. i want to i want to talk about 
Good question. Yes, yes. I love good question. I think some of them Thank are so you. funny. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, how How do you determine what you're, because I got to believe you have tons of good questions We've, coming All in. kinds of pe- people are sending in, still to this day, 16 years later, we have an email and still, I mean, I'm getting so many good questions every day. And so it just, it just, it kind of depends. They come from all over the place. Sometimes it's the news of the day. Sometimes it's a question someone sent in. Sometimes it's someone that stopped me at Target and told me that they have a good question and that I should answer it. Sometimes it's just things that my kids have said to me. Um, and I thought, Oh, that is a good question. And then I go answer it. You know, I had a whole good question all about fish the other day, all from questions that my kids had asked me that I had no idea what the answers were. Um, We did a really fun one the other day about water towers and how water towers work. And we actually got up on the top of a water. We climbed all the way up the water tower. You personally climbed up a water tower? Oh my gosh, it was so hard. that ladder that's on the outside. And the inside ladder. Okay, so that's giving me like, because I'm afraid of heights. Oh yeah, you would not have liked this. You just talking about it, I got that feeling like for a second because there's no way I could do that. We used harnesses, which which makes it even more insane what we did. And I remember, so... I called around and I said, you know, can we do it on the top of the water tower? And I had a couple of people say, oh, that's not a good idea. And I said, oh, no, 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 I, it'll be fine. So I called up this one city, which was wonderful to, to work with down in Egan. And he calls me up and he says, yeah, let's do this. We want to do this. We want to have, we want to show off what our public works departments do. This is, this is great. Let's do it. So I said, great, let's do it. And uh, he calls me up right before he says, I just want to just, ask you one more time are you sure you want to do this <laughs> oh yeah i am sure i want to do this and i oh so God. then i get off the phone and i turn to my photographer i'm like what does he think i am he thinks i can't do this and and we get there and in the middle of it i thought i don't want to do this <laughs> like <laughs> we get halfway up and we got up and it we, we got all the way to the top it took about 30 minutes to get to the top and it was incredible. The, the view from up there was incredible. The work that these public works employees do each day for us to make sure we have clean, safe water and our trash is picked up and our roads are clean and clear is, is great. It's just amazing. Uh, and then we explained to people a very, very common good question about how water towers work. And it was just it was just one of those things that I don't think you would really see in other places. So the question I have is you had to climb up those stairs, Mm -hmm. but then did you have to walk back down the stairs? We had to climb back down the stairs. So to me, that would be even worse because you're looking at the space as you're walking down. Yeah. Oh my God. Although, well, wait a minute. (laughs) You could just look forward. Yeah, you're facing the water tower as you're climbing down, Yeah, because the the ladder is on the inside of the tower. So you were like... You're basically facing a wall. When you're climbing down. You're not going downstairs. No. So that you'd be looking... You're on a ladder. Okay, okay, that feels better to me yeah oh it wasn't much better but if it feels better then well for at sure. least you can look at yes something. you can look at something yes some great pictures while you were up there oh too, yes sure. yes 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 yeah, a different view of the city i i love that i once a year they open up um they, they call it the witch's tower yes right? yes yes you got and it i have yet to get there and oh, you should go it's so, over it's so there. interesting i would love to get up there sometime if we i will not be doing that with you sorry yeah. I think it's the fault. Well, you walk inside, though. I think you could actually do it, Lisa. I think you I think could. You could do it. I think you Because you walk inside, like, basically stairway. going. Yeah, and, and this the Witch's the Tower is not what we did. What no. we did is crazy. I would not recommend it. The Witch's Tower is much more reasonable. Okay. <laughs> many, many years ago, I did a cable show, a co-host of, the cable TV, of a cable TV show. You're and dating yourself, Katie. Many, many, many. <laughs> they years still have ago, cable TV shows. Back then, still when this, you were in high and, school, mm-hmm. um, CTC North Suburban yes, is no. still very much going, it's going strong. Um, going strong. I loved the going and doing things, so that mm-hmm. would have been totally my deal. Yeah, to, to actually do that, the work to show the story. I did a kickboxing. We highlighted a kickboxing show. I was so worried I was going to get knocked out, but I love that it's kind good of stuff. I yep. think that's. <laughs> It's a little bit more inventive, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it goes away from the reporting the news yeah. and the heaviness of that and bringing in a different Because element. there were certainly many good questions that we've done um, about COVID um, during that time. Lots of good questions that we do about race, which are just, which is, you know, 
super important topic to be talking about right now. All of these things are very important to be digging into and talking about and, and discussing and understanding. But every so often you need to throw in like a how do water towers work just to give yourself mm. a little something. I'm going to have to Google that one you and will. watch it. WCC, mm-hmm. a good question, how do water towers work? Google it. Yeah, It's I'm worth your time. To. Oh, I am this it's afternoon. Worth your time. You know, that brings up another point too of how media has changed so much is you can basically find anything you did Oh yeah! Every every good question I've ever done. Oh yeah! And even the newscast. Yeah, it's all it's it's what do they say? Evergreen. Yeah, it's always there. The fact that not the content necessarily, but the work that you do is always on display. Bloopers and all. Bloopers and all. (laughs) But the bloopers are sometimes the best part. It makes you real. Right. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> oh, I think it is. I think it's the greatest. Mm-hmm. So, Katie, oh, wait, go ahead. No, you've got, I think you have a question. Brewing. I do. I yeah. have a question. I want to switch gears for a second. Yeah. So, you mentioned that you sometimes have two to three alpha changes yes. in a day. Mm-hmm. So, do you plan these out? For the week? Yes. yes. Good for you. Yes. It, again, you. these are all, you You know this, you both know this, these are all the hacks. Everything gets planned out. Everything's got its place. Everything gets planned out because how do you have time to do it all? So then the week ahead, so I do Rent the Runway and I've been doing it for probably five years now and it's the greatest thing for me. Um, for a lot of people, yes. especially in your industry. Yes, because you were constantly looking for for. You want to don't want to wear the same thing no. all that often. I obviously now you have a repeat, plan. You can be part of a plan. plan, and it gives me the chance to sort of experiment with things that I wouldn't usually buy. And the clothes are so beautiful, um, and they're so nicely made that most stuff then works well on you. As you know, the, you know, sort of the nicer clothes, the stuff looks nicer. Um, and so for me, it works out really well, and I I'm able to. Sp- put in enough of my own pieces that I've had for a while that I don't really have to close shop. And I'm sorry, Lisa, I, I, I don't, you don't have to, to say this, shop but I, don't, I, don't, no, I hate I clothes think, shopping. I, I hate shopping for clothes. clothes. No, but Heather, <laughs> I don't help people that like to shop. Yeah. <laughs> right, there you go. But, but I was just at a client's house this morning. Yeah. I do rent the runway with my clients mm-hmm. all the time because mm-hmm. it's for me. It's about making sure that your wardrobe is best for whatever you're doing yeah. for your lifestyle. It doesn't matter to me if you buy the clothes or you rent the clothes. Yeah. I just want to make sure the clothes are right for you. Yes. So I do rent the runway all the time. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So yes, mm-hmm. it's very good. It, it's fabulous. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something. From an organizational standpoint, and these hacks, I think they're so great. I think one of the things is the implementation of them. We can all know about the hacks, but it truly takes getting into the habit. Mm -hmm. It's like getting in the habit of cleaning out your closet or getting in the habit of cleaning out your refrigerator. It all has to be a conscious effort to yes. do it, right? right? Otherwise it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you need the time and you need the energy to do it. And I found with this shift, my energy, you know, if I am having a good day and energy wise, then I can, you know, boom, 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 get all the stuff done. But if I'm just dragging, then that stuff goes by the wayside and you just, you just kind of power on through. And then it takes you longer to yes. get back on get, track. Get back, once back on track. Yeah, and I, I just know. say, okay, you know what? There's a Monday coming up soon. We'll start over again. <laughs> Interestingly enough, you know, your kids are fairly young. You don't mm-hmm. really realize how much they're picking up on just the application of it oh, until yeah. they're a little older. Mm-hmm. You'll be, you'll be pleased to know that the work I'm putting in now the makes work a difference. You're putting in now makes <laughs> Thank a difference. Good to absolutely. Know. As we, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. gives me delight when I go over to my kids' homes and yeah. they're pretty organized and they've come up with stuff that even I right. didn't think about, which is a lot of fun, which is a lot of fun. Well, we have a favorite question we like to ask everybody. Alrighty. So you've probably heard it. Mm-hmm. And that is, let's just, if you were a dog, mm-hmm. what kind of a dog would you be? What would be your breed? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'd probably be... So I'd probably be sort of, this is going to sound strange because, you know, part of my job and, you know, you're sort of always out and about, but I'd probably be sort of one of those quieter dogs, like not a dog that's out there jumping and barking, just sort of a dog that's sort of like chilling out and, and laying down. Um, that would be like my ideal 
of what a dog would be. So would that be kind of like a basset hound maybe? Oh, but that's a, that's just a, a basset hound is just your friend, your continual yes. friend. That's probably yes. a really good one for you. I feel like your whole vibe is very open mm-hmm. and very accepting loving. Yeah. and loving. Yeah. Thank you. That's yes. I hope to, that's I a hope very good to one. think that that's what my vibe would be. Yeah. Well, from the outside looking in, because this is the first time other than running into you at Rustica right, Bakery, exactly, as a which is so fact. funny. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would say that's really, that's the vibe that you give off. Oh, thank you. Very open, yes. which is lovely. And of course, our mutual friend, Roshini Rajkumar, yes, speaks yes, yes. very highly well, of, she's so of wonderful. you. She's, she is. She's been a friend since, you know, almost day one from when I moved here. So I'm very lucky to have her in my life too. Well, good. Let's go back for a minute, mm-hmm. and we have a few more minutes that we really want to glean all this yeah. wonderful yeah. stuff from you. You were talking about Rent the Runway and pieces. What's the oldest piece that you have in your wardrobe that you still wear? That I still wear? Oh, gosh. Or um, a lucky piece. Mm, let's see. That I still wear. So uh, there is a I, – I am actually pretty good at purging every year. So this is one of the things that I, my closet is smaller and I like to not have stuff in there and not have like overwhelming stuff. So I will purge quite a bit. So there's this one dress that I love from our engagement party when my husband and I got engaged 10 years ago. And I have, I, I don't usually wear it. I very rarely wear it, but I have it in my closet to just see and just to look at it. It's kind of in the back, but I can still see it. And I can, every time I look at it, do you have a name for something like that? What's it called? It's called your memory piece. Really? Oh, see, I never even thought about that, but you're right. That's exactly what Everybody has memory pieces in their closet. We were just talking before you came about, there's so many of my clients right now that are being invited to galas and things like that. And so I've been doing Rent the Runway. Mm But sometimes they have memory pieces that I like to look at because maybe we can modify them. Yeah. But that's a memory piece. That's a memory piece. Yeah, I don't wear it very often. And part of it, I don't wear it very often because to me, that dress is my engagement party dress. And if I were to make it something else, then it it would be associated with that. Like this this is that dress. And, and every so time you look at it and you think back to that, and yeah, that's just such a happy to, Yeah, it was when we were surrounded time. by all of our friends, and it was such a fun time in our life. We were living in New York City, um, and it was just so great. That's really yeah. neat. And how did you meet your husband? So I met my husband. I had moved here in 2006. I lived here for almost four years, and I get my dream job in New York City. And I meet my husband, it was a blind date, and we get set up, and the blind date, you know, it was fine, but it didn't go great, and we just thought, okay, well, we're not, we are, uh, we're just going to kind of go our separate ways, this isn't going to, isn't going to be anything. Well, the woman who set us up saw what happened, and she took it upon herself, um, and I jokingly say this, but to lie to both of us, and the next day wrote a text to Joe and said, Hey, Heather was really into you. Uh, you didn't get her number, but she here it is. She loved it if, if you called her. And then texted me and said, Hey, um, I, you know, Joe really liked you. I, I love to give you a call. Like, I think you should go for it. And I thought, what? Like, that is not the vibe that I got. That is not the vibe that he got. Well, we connected. He He reached out. We connected. And I tell you, the second date, was great. And then it went on and on and on. And by the end of the summer, when I was supposed to move to New York City, we decided that we were going to stay together and we were going to do long distance. And we did it. And then I moved back two years later. So this friend, still, uh, I still talk to her to this day, is still a forever friend. And, you know, we didn't figure it out later on that what she had done. And then when we did, we just thought, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I can't believe she did That's that. actually fantastic. And <laughs> that it, that, fantastic and, that it worked out. It could have gone really bad. <laughs> could have, but the but the she risk knew. would have been just she one knew. extra date, really. Right. And she also knew that at that point, like I was pretty guarded. I knew that I was leaving. There was a lot of things there that she knew that, you know, I probably wasn't fully giving it 
a good chance. That's a very, very good friend. Yes. Yes, she is. She's a wonderful person. You said something that you, you're good at purging and you like to clean out because your space is small. Yeah. I always say that I think people use maybe 20% of the clothing that's in their closet. Mm-hmm. I would bet that you're probably higher because you mm-hmm. keep a more organized space so that yeah. you can see it and use it and, you know. Any tips that you have for keeping that organized space other than cleaning out once a year? What happens in between? Like, does your t-shirt drawer get all crazy? And it you does. Need to- <laughs> it does get crazy. And it gets crazy to the point then where I get frustrated and I just take an afternoon or I take an hour and everything. Uh, so I'm very Marie Kondo. Everything has to come out first and then sits on the floor, which is very confusing to my girls, my daughters, who are very confused when all of mommy's clothes are on the floor because <laughs> mommy is always telling them to pick their clothes up off the floor. Um, and then I just go through and off to Goodwill, off to Ark. I mean, all the time. Yeah. And out. And it, with because, a good, with a good, with a good playlist when you're doing this. Yep. No, I can both sometimes podcasts, sometimes playlists and sometimes just quiet because yeah. my whole life and my whole world is constant stimulation. So sometimes it's just quiet, but to go back to, I don't actually buy that much stuff. I don't have to buy them. I have my workout clothes that I've had forever that I love with rent the runway. I don't buy a ton of stuff. So when my purging comes, it, uh, it's not a ton of stuff, but it's enough to get me to the next couple months. That's fantastic. I think yeah. the key is you shoes. really do have to I go bet you it. you buy shoes. I do buy you shoes. You can't rent shoes. No, you can't rent shoes. But what I do with my shoes is most of my nice shoes are at work. And they're sitting under my desk in a row. Um, and, and then so, you make a choice. Yes. And then I can make a choice each morning. Because I know, you know, I, you, nobody can see this on the podcast, but I'm wearing my Rothy's right now because... They're flat and they're easy and I can clean them. And that's kind of what I wear to and from because wearing the heels all day long is just a killer. But we have to say your Rothy's match your dress. Yes. yes. And it's just an adorable, <laughs> yes. adorable outfit. So yes, that's they do. kind of fun to all mm-hmm. put together. Well, we're going to totally switch gears because we mm-hmm. ask everyone. I mean, it has truly, I could talk to you for much longer. And Oh, this has been so all fun. It's a fun information, but we're going we're gonna to go to our nonprofit spotlight, yeah. which we've, we're so passionate about having that link. And, and I know you are too. So who did you pick for your nonprofit? So I picked a group called Planting People, Growing Justice. And this is a group that I learned about when... Um, I met this woman. Her name is Dr. Artika Tyner, and she is a law professor over at the University of St. Thomas. And uh, I met her through a program. There's another person you should have on the show. It's a, a woman named Jasmine Stringer. I don't know if you know who she is. She is our, one of our mid-morning contributors, our lifestyle expert. But she started this program to connect allies with different people of color. And so what I do, so in this program where they would have a social media takeover, you really just have people sort of coming together and um, meeting all different kinds of people. And I met Dr. Tyner through this, this program and um, with Jasmine. And I just, uh, she's just an incredible woman. She uh, is working so hard to encourage more children's books to have faces of color that right now, if you look at some of the statistics that she's talking about, most books have white children in them, the covers of them. And in fact, there are more books with dogs on the cover of them than there are with children of color on the cover of them. So she's really making it her life's work, one of her missions, one of her many missions to increase representation and increased diversity in books, especially in children's books. She also um, works with libraries. She has her own nonprofit. She is just an amazing woman who I just want everyone to sort of look her up and look up the nonprofit and learn more about all the stuff that she's doing, because this part of it is just a tiny part of all the work that she's doing. So their website is ppgjli.com. Dot org. You got it. P-P-G-J-L-I.org. 
And what they say on here is their mission is planting people, growing justice leadership yeah. institute seeks to plant seeds of social change through education, training, and community outreach, mm-hmm. which is truly important. Yes. We watch our children and our grandchildren coming up, wanting them to have a life that is inclusive yep. and understanding mm-hmm. and leading with love. And I right. think that's that's so important. Thank you for that. And mm-hmm. thank you for making us aware of that oh, organization. Yeah. yeah. And thank you, thank you, thank you for for being with us. We are, again, we'll end with this. We're so fortunate to have had the people saying yes to us when we asked to join us on our podcast. And we're really honored to be able to help tell the story of who Heather Brown is. You are... You are known, but not necessarily known, yeah. right? No, I, and I'm so honored to, that you asked me and that I was able to be a part of this today because it's always fun to share and meet really cool women and talk about all the stuff that I think a lot of us are experiencing and understanding right now. And thinking so thank about you. and don't say. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm pretty open about like, there's the mountains and there's the valleys. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yes, yep. life. It's mm-hmm. that thing called life. Yeah. Thank you, Heather. We we know that your view in your mirror is exceptional because you just showed that to us. All right. Well, thank you both. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Well, I don't know about you, but truly, these these podcasts we do just blow by. They do blow by. And each person that we've had on, I am just in awe by each and every one of these women. I think we could talk to any woman. And I'm not, I'm not taking away from who we've talked to. We've been very fortunate to talk to women who are in the media, in the spotlight. But I truly think any woman that we could talk to and they could share what makes them special. If they're willing to do it. That's a big one. That's a big question. That is a big question. And I'll, I'll meet people that say, oh, I could never do that. I could never talk like that. I could never. But I think that's sometimes it's the limiting because I think anyone we talk to, we would be able to find what makes them uniquely them. I think that's one of the things of beauty about this podcast. I agree. And sometimes women don't know what makes them uniquely them until you start talking to them. And maybe you might realize it before they do. That's true. With that, we're closing up another show. If you would like to give us feedback, please do so on social media. We are on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. We've had great responses. We are constantly buoyed up by people who are giving us positive feedback and some constructive criticism, which we take. And I always like constructive criticism because it helps us. It pushes us. It challenges us. So... I think that's exactly it because we really want to make this something people enjoy listening to and we're changing every time we do it, I think. I hope so. And growing and getting better and having more fun. And having more fun, Katie. Yeah, and all of those things. You can also reach us at theviewinyourmirror.com. That is our website. From there, you'll be able to link on to either one of us. And Lisa, if they want to go right to getting a hold of you, how do they do that? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And I'm Katie at katieharms.com. With that... We know you're going to make this the day where you have an awesome view in your mirror. Until next time. Bye.